Happy Monday. This is Ruth Hartunian-Alaba, otherwise known as Ravings and Cravings, here with another two guests in the studio. I'm here with Jerry and Doug Stearns, who are the owners of the Vineyard at Hillyland in what town? Scotland. Scotland, Connecticut. You guys, you're going to be so glad that you heard this show because I know things that you don't, and I am a person who's generous, and I like to share. So I think our community will really love to hear about the fact that this winery has so many exclusive things going for it, and a little bit of your backstory, and as you guys can see who are seeing the visuals, we have wine in the house. I mean, W-I-N-E, not the other kind. So, would Doug or Jerry, would you give us like the name of the business, the address as far as how people can find you, where you are on social media, phone number? Sure. Okay. So, it is the Vineyard at Hilly Land, and we are at 75 Murphy Hill Road in the town of Scotland. And the phone number is 860-786-7770. And if you're using a GPS to get there... It may show up as the town of Wyndham, but you'll still get there either way. Oh, really? Okay. All right. And what are your hours of business? So we're open presently Fridays from 3 to 8. We have live music every Friday from 6 to 8. And we're open on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 5. And we have live music on either Saturday or Sunday, depending on the weekend. Okay. You can find us. Uh, our website is vineyardathillyland.com. Also find us on Facebook at the Vineyard of Hilly Land. So, Jerry, tell us about how you guys made your way to where you are doing wine and what was some of the path that, that got you to where you are today. Well, actually, it's kind of funny. Doug had taken me for a wine tasting out in Rhinebeck, New York. Oh. And uh, we were still milk, milking cows at that time. And we were going from place to place. And I said, oh, this is a really beautiful barn. And we went to the next one. And I said, this is another barn. I said... We should plant grapes and make wine. And that's how it all started. You just made that suggestion? Yeah. We were, we were dairy farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm on the, we're on the farm where I grew up. Uh, where we milked cows from 1970 till 2009. Oh, and that goodness. trip she's talking about was in 2003. That's when we started talking about it. And we started the vineyard in 07. Wow. So... I came out to your vineyard for an event. I live in Willimantic. took me eh, 15 minutes to get there. But I felt like I was on another planet by the time I got there just because it's so beautiful and the surroundings are gorgeous and the libations are also so unique. So I would like you to talk about what you have to offer and how it gets from the vine into the bottle. Sure. So... uh we have presently six different wines. We have three white wines, one rosé, and two reds. And all of our wines are estate wines, meaning they are made 100% with grapes that we grow on our property. So we don't import any grapes or juice. Uh, so they're all grown and processed right there. And that's also the only place where you can purchase it is at our tasting room. Okay, so you people need to make sure that they heard that part of things. So this is an estate wine is is made on, with only grapes from your site. Correct. So it's very exclusive, and the, and you can only have access to a bottle of your wine if you come to the vineyard. No other way. Right. right. So if you're looking for a culinary adventure, this is one way to start it out. So do you have 
ability for people to, I don't know, bring a picnic or can people do stuff like that? Absolutely. We have uh, picnic tables outside. People can also bring their own seating if they would like. Yeah. We have seating inside for when the weather isn't quite as nice and people are always welcome to bring food and have picnics and enjoy themselves. Ah, like a la Tanglewood kind of, you know, Tanglewood has that culture of people bringing their wines and their little electric lights mm -hmm. and having fancy schmancy dining experiences while you're listening to what the Boston Symphony or whatever but this is this is our little corner of this right right, right. that's very cool do you have tastings at this time and if you do tell us about that so um, we do tastings it's um, ten dollars you get to taste all of the wines and we also sell wine slushies and there are two of those and you also get to taste those at the time so how many things do you get to taste for ten bucks uh, eight, eight eight different things are you kidding Wow. And that's a good segue into like opening up a bottle and trying what you brought. So tell us about what you brought. I know you, visual people can see that there's a whole bunch of bottles of wine here sitting on the counter. If you want, why don't you just tell us what some of the names are sure. and what the flavors are all for right. these things. So all of our wines are named after farms. It's a way to honor our agricultural heritage. Oh, that's nice. And so I'm going to open up a bottle of Hilly Land, which is named after our farm, mm -hmm. and so we we always talk about the labels on the on the wines as well. Mm -hmm. So Hilly Land, uh, the label is a picture of our farm taken in 1932. You mean the farm like on the site that you are currently occupying? Right. Right. Okay. So we weren't there, but the the, the farm the, was the there. The farm was okay. And so would you like like to try a Go little ahead. of this? I, I, I will, I'll do that. So you know, not, I'll do that for the audience. No, no. I will be willing to do that. <laughs> so this is made with Cayuga grapes, and you get a hint of grapefruit on the finish with this mm. wine. All right, well, I'll look I'm going to taste it with you. Vineyard at Hillyland. These are like the official glasses. Yeah. Should we clink? Should sure. We get, I, I feel like you're going to be, you're left out, Jerry. No, oh. no, that's, I'm fine. <laughs> So I'm going to smell it. I always smell my food or whatever that I'm doing before I put it in my mouth. Oh, that's nice. I don't like sour. This is sweet enough. But it has enough of a, well, there's something happening even after you swallow it, right? Mm -hmm. So talk about what that is, because I don't know the language about so, what that is. Right, so that's the, the finish. Mm -hmm. And so that's where usually you pick up that grapefruit flavors on the on the finish that is really yummy and then do you suggest things like what do you eat with that I mean do you know what it is all these things that sommeliers yeah we're not we don't really go in depth with that a lot I mean really you know white wines tend to be with you know cheeses and fish and poultry that kind of thing mm -hmm. and you know everybody has their own own thoughts on what they want personal and, preference yeah right I think so too. I'm like, don't tell me what to drink with what I'm eating. If I, I know what I like. Right. Hopefully I right. do by now, right? Right. So that's the Hilly Land white wine. Yeah. And um, tell us about the other ones that you have. All right. So the then we have uh, Briar Knoll. Mm -hmm. That's the farm where my mother grew up in Vernon, Connecticut. Oh, that's very sweet. And I they, really like they that. They sold the property to a developer in the 1970s who agreed to keep the name. So now there's a condo association over there called Briar Knoll. Mm hmm. And the label on, on this bottle is a picture of an ice harvest. It represents an activity that they did on that farm. 
And that is made with Prairie Star grapes. So uh, most people have not heard of Prairie Star grapes unless they've been to our vineyard. I believe we're the only ones that grow that in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. It's a very popular wine. Get a taste of pineapple on the finish with that wine. So where in the world did you hear of a Prairie Star? How did you pick that? So... Yeah, originally we were growing Cab Franc and Chardonnay, but they wouldn't ripen. It wasn't a long enough growing season. So we had to pull them out, and he told me to pick another wine, and I chose that one, kind of on a whim. I tell you, you you get some good picks here, Jerry. Thanks. (laughs) And then we have Clearview. That was my father-in-law's arm, Jerry's father. So he had a dairy farm in Woodstock, Connecticut, into the late 60s, and that label is just a picture of milking cows back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that is made with Traminette grapes. It's another uncommon grape. A few vineyards have it. And it, it's got a very floral aroma. That's a signature of that grape. Mm-hmm. And then the, the flavor has some citrus tones to it. Okay. And then we have Valley Hill. Uh, that is a farm in Norwich, and it's owned by Charlotte and Alan Rainville, and they were dairy farmers. They're mostly retired now. They make hay, and they, Alan takes oxen to the to the fairs. That label is a picture of their farm taken back in the 50s. Oh, nice. And that is an amber-colored rosé. See, it's a pretty unique color. Yeah, that is. Um, and it's made with Leon Malot grapes, another uncommon grape. And that Did you pick that one, too? We did, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that gives you flavors of caramel, another kind of really? a unique flavor. That's a very popular wine. And then we have Chapman. That is another farm in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And it was owned by a couple named Hadley and Ethel Chapman. They're both gone now. Their daughter owns the property, and she rents land out to other farmers. And that label is a picture of their farm taken back in the 40s. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is made with St. Croix grapes. It starts out with some earthy tones similar to a Pinot Noir and it finishes uh, more of a berry flavor. Mm-hmm. Then the last one we have is Ridgedale. That's mm-hmm. another farm up in Pomfret near where Jerry grew up, owned by the Richmond family. Mm-hmm. They were also dairy farmers and the label is a picture of chopping corn one row at a time. That's made with Marichal Foch grapes and we oak it with chocolate staves. So these staves are pieces of oak that resemble barrel staves. And we don't have oak barrels, so we put these into the tank, and mm-hmm. that imparts the oak. And they have a chocolate essence to them, so you get a hint of chocolate on the finish on that wine. So can you describe what a stave looks like? So it's it's a piece of wood about a quarter of an inch thick, two inches wide, and about three feet long. And oh. so it has a lot of surface area to it. Where do, you, where do you get something like that from? From a company out in California that sells okay, lots of winemaking You don't have to give supplies. me all your secrets, okay? <laughs> I think I won't go any further on okay. that. Okay, so you put the staves into the into the wine, yeah. and it sits for how long? How long does that uh, Two weeks? Yeah, until we think that it's done what we want it to do. But, you know, six or eight weeks. What about winter, though? Like, how do you keep things going in the colder months? Well, the I mean, there's not much to do in the vineyard. Well through the dead of winter, you know, but we're working in the winery, uh, filtering and racking wine and testing it, mm-hmm. um, doing things to preserve it and, you know, eventually getting ready, getting ready to bottle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do start the, in the vineyard in uh, late February, early March. That's when we start the pruning. That's quite the process probably too, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a very uh, involved process to cut all of last year's growth off virtually 
and just prune it down to a couple of arms that are going to be the New Year's growth. Where'd you guys learn to do all this stuff? Well, I read a book. <laughs> you, you read a book? Yes, yeah, so when Doug would go to court, because Doug's also an attorney, um, I would go because there were no phones, no interruptions, and I would just read about it. Mm -hmm. And um, and then he'd say, oh, how's it going? I said, it's all science. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's how we learned how to mm -hmm. do it. Even from pruning, we did go to a field uh, trip down to... Um, Sheldon. Yeah. Because we, we have a friend who's got a vineyard down there, so we went just to get some pointers. But, mm -hmm. I mean, what we found with all of it, the, you know care of the grapes and making the wine the the biggest thing is just doing it and figuring out what works for you mm -hmm. and maybe cutting your losses along the way because oh a, yeah probably a lot of experimenting and so for sure. so the what has gotten us to where we are today with these wonderful wines has been a lot of hard work a lot of research a lot of reading mm -hmm. and yes. a lot of drinking. <laughs> Is that fair? That's, that's that fair. fair? It's yep. fair. All right. And then the wine slushies. So, like, just think you get to try all six of these wines that um, Doug just mentioned. And then the wine slushies, what are the flavors of those things? So, the white one has a pear flavor. We buy a, a slushy. Like we buy a slushy mix. It's made with cane sugar, green tea, and a little cranberry. And so we use it's the same in both slushies we have a red and a white and the wine that we put into the white one does not have a pear flavor itself but when we mix it with the slushy mix that's what comes out as a pear flavor and then the red one is a, a berry flavor and they are extremely popular and then you have like some kind of deal going i think if i remember what is the deal with the little so we have uh, cup or we something? have some tumblers, these tumblers. insulated tumblers, that's it. Okay. which I can show you. Oh, you brought one of those. Oh, that's cool. I like visuals. <laughs> I, I like so them. that is the uh, one of the tumblers. We have several different colors, uh -huh. and so you buy that for seventeen dollars. You get a slushy with it, and then whenever you come back with it, it's ten dollars for a refill. <gasps> nice. Look at that. Is that one of the? That's very nice. Different colors, probably. Yeah. Course. So let's get the name of the business, the address, all of like those details again sure. for people who join us a little bit later. Okay, sure. We are the Vineyard at Hilly Land. I'll drink while you do. <laughs> I'll just finish what's in my... I don't want it to go to waste. <laughs> yes. And we are located at 75 Murphy Hill Road in the town of Scotland. Uh, the telephone number is 860-786-7770. You can find us online at the vineyardathillyland.com. Also on Facebook at the Vineyard of Hilly Land. And uh, we have uh, have some events throughout the year. Yeah. Tell about the September one for sure. Sure. So you can tell about that. So it's called Hilly Land's Homegrown Festival. And um, we get vendors in that are selling either homegrown or handmade items. Yeah. And uh, we have two food trucks that day. And we have two musical acts. And it goes from 12 to 6 on September 2nd. And it's kind of a party atmosphere and is there um there's uh, admission charge no, or anything like that no, no admission so september 2nd from what till time till when? 12 till 6 so noon to 6 p.m yep. and the rain date is september 3rd okay so you're gonna do rain 9-3 okay what do you think people don't know about what you have to offer at the vineyard at hilly land well i think one of the things that 
we hear the most when when people drive in for the first time is just oh, really how beautiful it is. Uh, we're we're very fortunate that we live in the area we do, and we also work hard to mm -hmm. make it look the way that it looks. And uh, it is very quiet, very peaceful, and uh, people seem to enjoy coming and enjoying our wine and the serenity and the, just the beauty that we're fortunate to mm -hmm. live in. Mm -hmm. Do you have the capability of, like, let's say I, I'd like a large order. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want to just buy one bottle. I want to buy 10 or 20 or maybe sure. I want to do something for a wedding, you know, something bigger scale. So yeah. what would someone do in order to make that happen? Um, so, I mean, we do, we have discounts for when people want to buy a case oh, that's nice. and, uh, okay. we also do, uh, private events there. So we have, uh, smaller events at the tasting room and the, the seating that's adjacent to the tasting room, mm -hmm. uh, during non-business hours, of course. And then we also have in the vineyard, a, a large area, uh, where you can set up a tent where, you know, you could set up a tent for 200 or you know 200 more than 200 people oh, okay. and for you know we do large weddings or other large functions down there mm -hmm. and so yeah and then we can um, so we supply the area and people you know get a tent and uh, usually they like to buy some wine while they're there ah, I think so <laughs> they would think so how would someone like book a date or something like that how would so they go can out doing that just call call the winery uh, the number that I've mentioned. Uh, Go ahead or, and mention okay, it again. 860-786-7770. Uh, mm -hmm. They can contact us on Facebook or uh, on our website. There's a place where you can email us on our website with questions or anything that you are interested in booking. Mm -hmm. Which of these is your personal favorites, guys? Do you have a personal favorite? Yes. Okay, which one is it for you? The rosé. And why do you like the rosé? It's very different than any other wine. It's nice and smooth. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. Easy drinking. And how about for you? Uh, the Hilly Land. The signature? Yeah. Is there anything new coming on the horizon? Yes. All we right. actually have two new wines. Um, <gasps> really? I didn't even know that. You know what? <laughs> At this moment, I feel very smart. <laughs> Let me just have a moment. Okay, go ahead. Go on. I just, uh, I don't often feel smart, so I just want to enjoy that moment, you know. Yes, so, what do you have? So uh, one, it's called Mountain Ash. Uh, that's the name of the farm for that one. Oh. And it's actually a blend, so it's our first blend. All of the other wines are just uh, straight varietals. And this one is a blend of two varietals, and we are just in the process of getting the labels we're hoping to have some ready for our festival. I don't know yet if that's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Um, huh? And we have another uh, another red wine. Um, we are still working on the label and the name for that one. We think we have a name, but I'm not going to say it yet because it's not definite. Okay. Uh, but that will be coming out soon as well. Does it? Can you describe what it would what's so, in it? Yeah. So that one, it's uh, it's made with Frontenac grapes, and we make it in a rosé style. It's still going to be a, it doesn't look really light or like pink or anything like you think of a rosé, but mm -hmm. um, we don't ferment it on the skins at all. So it's still relatively dark for a rosé, but 
you don't get uh, a lot of the tannin properties in there. So it's a very nice and uh, kind of a strawberry jam flavor to it. Ooh, and wow. we're very excited about getting that, that out there. Tell us what a tannin is. So uh, that's a tannin. I think Jerry probably read about it while she was waiting for you at the right? It's the stuff that kind of makes you go, you know, uh, makes you feel like you have a dry mouth. And it's ah. in the, you find it in the skin. Right. And you said something about fermenting in the skin. So do you ferment outside of the skin? What so is that? with the red wines, uh, we ferment them on the skin. So we just, uh, we crush the grapes which is really breaking them open mm -hmm. and then so it's like a mash we call it it's called a must mm -hmm. and we have them in in vats that are they're not airtight they're just covered with a, a either a lid or a um, tarp and you start the fermentation process like that and mm -hmm. you go out and you stir it up a few times a day uh, until the fermentation is complete and you know that it's complete when there are no more grapes floating on the top, essentially. So everything has oh. sunk to the bottom, and okay. it's also been, you know, eaten a lot by the yeast. Mm -hmm. um, and then you put it through the press. So the whites, we don't, you don't typically ferment them on the skins. You crush them, and then you press them right away, and you just get rid of the skins. And so you don't really see the mm -hmm. tannins in the whites mm -hmm. as much. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Do you offer tours at all of the winery, like of, so people can see the process, or is that? It's not something we do presently, but it's mm -hmm. something we're looking towards in the future. Are there any like little clips of process, say on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that? Any? I don't you think know? so. Your daughter who works our... at Aero Diner should be working on that. <laughs> uh, you know, our kids may have posted stuff we don't know about, but we <laughs> don't know. But uh, it's something that we're we're looking towards doing. It's you know, it's always a work in progress, and is, you know, yeah. uh, doing what we want with the winery, and making it so it would be you know something open to the public. Mm -hmm. Well, I am so grateful that you guys came in today. That well, of course, that you brought something to try because <laughs> I was like trying things. But we're gonna wind our time down here as far as ravings and cravings. I want to thank you for being here. I am so proud of the fact that we have something so unique and tasty and something that foodies and non-foodies alike would love to uh, enjoy. So I would encourage you all head out to the vineyard at Hillyland in Scotland, Scotland Connecticut. Check out jo what uh, Jerry and Doug have to offer. This is Ruth Hartunian-Allenbaugh, Ravings and Cravings, signing off here on Good Company WILI.